You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to This Week in Your Daily Star Trek News. Today is Saturday, December 4th, 2021. Coming up on the show today, we've got updates on the Star Trek universe, including Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Prodigy, and Star Trek Picard. Uh, William Shatner has attended a fan's wedding. We've got Lifetime Achievement Award for the Akudas, which is great news. Uh, and also, we've got some brand new teeny tiny starships from Eagle Moss and Hero Collector. My name is Allison Pitt. Today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. You can find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Now, uh, if you are listening to me on the podcast today, I would highly recommend that you come over and join us on YouTube. Uh, we do this show as a live stream every Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I do the news and then afterwards you can stick around for a little bit of show and tell and going over what uh, the results of today's poll which I will get onto in just a second. Uh, I also want to remind you that all of today's stories are over on dailystartreknews.com. There's links to the original source articles. There's extra pictures, videos. Uh, we do the week's events listing in there, a little bit of uh, Star Trek history. And back this week is Tease uh, Trek Trivia Tuesday. So uh, go check that out. Um, let me know any, any thoughts on that. Uh, so I did promise you a poll Today was just a little bit silly, and it's based off of William Shatner going to a fan's wedding, but I wanted to take it to Star Trek characters, so not, not necessarily Star Trek actors. So today's poll is, which of these Star Trek characters would you most like to attend your wedding? Uh, Write-ins will not be accepted. You have to choose. Uh, they're all parental figures, so it should be interesting. Uh, your choices are Loxana Troy, uh, Grand Nagus Zek, Sarek and the Borg Queen. So once again, your choices are Loxana Troy, Grand Nagus Zek, Sarek, or the Borg Queen. Uh, if you're watching me live on YouTube today, the poll is in the chat. Please participate there and we'll go over it at the end. Uh, you can also go and find it on Twitter at, uh, at Daily Trek News. Uh, that's over there and we'll compare the results. Curious to see uh, Twitter versus YouTube. We'll see what happens. Right. Um, so today's show, I, I thought was going to be short, but it turns out because we were away for last week, uh, it ends up being a little bit longer. So uh, we'll see how we go. Uh, but I do want to start off with just sort of an update on the last time that I did a, a live stream uh, talking about the news, which was the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Um, I talked at length <laughs> about uh, Star Trek Discovery and in particular Star Trek's relationship with Netflix uh, outside of the US and Canada. Um, if you haven't watched that, go and check it out. Uh, it was kind of fun to do that research. It's just a little bit of history of um, Star Trek on the streaming services. Uh, but then last Wednesday, we actually got an update. So where Star Trek Discovery had been sort of unceremoniously pulled off of international Netflix, uh, they've given us some additional options. Um, and I know that some of you listening are uh, listening to me from overseas. I'm actually really curious to hear what your experiences have been. Um, but the long story short is that while it's no longer available on Netflix, you still should be able to watch Star Trek Discovery in a number of countries. I'm not sure every country, uh, but basically there's where there's already Paramount Plus, they're putting Star Trek Discovery on that. 
Other countries where they don't have Paramount Plus, but they do have Pluto TV, they're going to air Star Trek Discovery on uh, Pluto TV instead. Um, and then in uh, certain selected countries as well, they're going to have Star Trek Discovery available to purchase on other paid streaming platforms, like you can download the actual um, episodes. So uh, yeah, that's uh, specifically in uh, UK, Germany, France, Russia, South Korea, and, a, and additional select countries, they will be making season four available to purchase. So this is actually a pretty good result. Um, some people categorized it as bowing to pressure from fans. I don't actually think that's what happened. I think they did a monumental, I mean, it's, it seems easy, like you should just be able to switch on a show on a streaming service, but I think behind the scenes, it's actually a lot more complicated than that. Uh, I think that Personally, Pluto TV is not the ideal platform for a flagship show like Star Trek Discovery, but it's great that they had that option available that they could turn on. And it's actually something that I'd left out of my sort of analysis uh, a couple weeks ago uh, that I was kicking myself for leaving out because when Pluto TV joined uh, Viacom, I think it was, I can't remember, it was before the merger, um, I thought this is actually really great because they're bringing in a, an entry level or free price point uh, to what is looking to, to be a um, really broad offering of streaming services, all owned by the Viacom sort of Viacom CBS brand. And that, that appears to be what they've done. My hope, and I think a lot of people's hope, is that eventually what we will have is that as a, a, an offering of Star Trek to both free all the way up to premium paid subscribers, um, either supported by ads or, um, you know, ad free. I don't know that we're quite there yet because obviously Pluto TV is available in the United States, but Star Trek um, is not widely available on Pluto TV. You, there is a Star Trek channel where you can watch Star Trek The Next Generation, but that has not been expended to the other series. And certainly you can't watch Star Trek Discovery on Pluto TV in the United States. But it's interesting to note that that option is available and has been turned on in the right situation. So uh, maybe we're getting a glance of the future. I don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, if you are one of those international Star Trek fans that was really just heartbroken by Discovery being pulled off Netflix, I'm curious to hear what your experiences are with the new options that they have available. Uh, you can either uh, put it in the chat, we'll look at it at the end, or um, send me an email, I'd love to hear that as well. Uh, info at dailystartreknews.com is where you can reach me, or, you know, tag me on Twitter, that works too. Right, so that's the update on Discovery. But that's not the only update that's going on. Um, obviously, we have a few shows in production right now. Um, so an interesting development in the Star Trek Prodigy saga. Uh, it's not really a saga. <laughs> it's a saga to me because I was really disappointed at the hiatus. Uh, but if you'll recall, um, a few weeks back, they kind of suddenly told us that there was going to be a mid-season hiatus for Star Trek Discovery, uh, sorry, Star Trek Prodigy, uh, and then it'll be picking up again on Paramount Plus on January 6th. Now, uh, they didn't really give us a reason. Um, I wondered if maybe they're trying to help Nickelodeon catch up or they're trying to uh, get it offered internationally and have that catch up. Um, I, don't, I don't know, and it was weird. It was just weird all around. But it doesn't matter because it's on hiatus now. 
We have had、um, this week news that they are going to be airing the hour long season, well, part, parts one and two、uh, pilot of Star Trek Discovery on Nickelodeon on December 17th. Now, we had to read this pretty quickly.、Uh, I first saw this on trekcore.com, so go and check them out、um, for, the, for the original story.、Um, It's not clear right now whether that's going to be the beginning, whether they're kicking that off on Nickelodeon or whether they're just showing the、uh, pilot as a special.、Um, again, that's December 17th, so maybe they're hoping to have people pick up Paramount Plus subscriptions to watch the rest of it. I don't know. But if you recall,、um, Paramount,、uh, excuse me, Star Trek Prodigy was originally supposed to be on Nickelodeon. So when it was originally announced, and keep in mind, this is way before merger. So it was going to be one of the first shows that the new CBSI Animation Studios produced for CBS. And they were going to ship it to Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon was already a Viacom owned、uh, network at the time, but it was,、um, you know,、uh, Separate. It was separate from CBS.、Uh, this goes back to the thing I always talk about the, the pillars of the merger. Like,、um, one of Vi- Viacom CBS's strengths, or well, that they got from CBS really, was producing shows that they could then ship to third parties.、Uh, so they kind of broadened their income streams. It's not all just self produced. So, anyway, I digress.、Um, Prodigy was originally meant to air on Nickelodeon, and after it aired on Nickelodeon, then it would come to Paramount Plus as a second run.、Uh, earlier this year, I want to say, they swapped that around、uh, and they announced oh, it was at Star Trek Day,、um, not Star Trek Day, First Contact Day in April, that they, just, that they swapped that around and they said, Star Trek Prodigy is going to air on Paramount Plus and then it's going to go to Nickelodeon after. Well, fast forward to now. They put Star Trek Prodigy on Paramount Plus and then they stopped it. And then it'll pick up in the spring, but then they're kind of putting it on Nickelodeon in the middle. I wonder if they're trying to marry those two strategies up somehow.、Um, keep in mind as well that、uh, this summer they had a big shakeup in、um, the,、uh, the leadership at Viacom CBS and Paramount Pictures.、Um, they put people who had been in charge of Nickelodeon in charge of a lot more stuff. So, we could be seeing the repercussions from, from that strategic change. I, I don't know. Long story short, got around to it eventually. Sorry.、Um, if you do not have Paramount Plus, but you do have Nickelodeon, you can watch the premiere of、uh, Star Trek Prodigy. So, that's episodes one and two, Lost and Found Parts One and Two. That'll be on Nickelodeon on December 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So, go ahead and check that out. And,、um, Uh, I've got some more links、uh, to the. the, the it, it, it was announced in like, a vid,、uh, like a, an ad spot on TV. I don't know if the, it was on Nickelodeon,、uh, but we've got、uh, the video of that spot that you can go and watch for yourself if you'd like to pick that apart. Right, so that's Star Trek Prodigy, sadly on hiatus.、Um, the next bit of news、uh, is it just. It's, Just the smallest story, but it made me happy, so I'm gonna share it with you. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> as some Star Trek stars are wont to do, they are all on Cameo. And they like to give spoilers in their Cameo videos. And I, I've always wondered whether sometimes they're allowed to or not, or encouraged to by marketing or not. John Delancey is famous for this. All of his 
cameos have spoilers in them. Um, but this one didn't come from John Delancey. This one came from Michelle Hurd. Uh, Trekmovie.com first reported on this. Uh, she uh, did a cameo for, I want to say, the Star Trek Reddit. And in it, she's talking about working on Star Trek Picard Season 2, which is going to premiere next spring sometime, I believe. Uh, yeah, February of 2022. And in it... She's talking about how much she loves working with Whoopi Goldberg and uh, what she said specifically, she said, I've got to say Whoopi is the bomb. She is so cool. She's just cool. She's just Whoopi. That's all you can say. Now, we haven't actually had an official <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg announcement. Obviously, it's like the worst kept secret ever. But uh, last year, Sir Patrick Stewart went on The View and asked Whoopi Goldberg uh, to be on the show. And she said yes, um, but we hadn't really heard anything. There was no announcements or anything like that. You know, we've heard, um, we've we've seen plenty from John Delancey. We've we, we know that um, Brent Spiner is going to be back at some point. Uh, we've had the Borg Queen announced, uh, lots of stuff, but we haven't actually heard officially about Whoopi. So this is actually pretty cool. Um, I'm hoping that we get some more information soon, but I don't ex I don't know. I don't know when they'll start promoting it. February, we've still got Discovery going on. I don't know. Anyway, watch out for that. Uh, it's very exciting news. I, I, uh, Guinan is one of my favorite characters in Star Trek, so I can't wait to see her back. So that's kind of it for the big uh, Star Trek universe news. Uh, in addition to all that, I just wanted to point out something that we're starting to do on the dailystartreknews.com website. Uh, T. Rick Jones is helping me put together um, some static pages that give you a little more information about the series, where you can watch it, how many episodes, when it's starting, etc. cetera. Uh, those are now, if you go to the, to the main page of dailystartreknews.com at the top of the news section, you can click on that. It compiles all the news stories about those series and all that basic information. So um, if you're looking for that, if you're like, oh, when does Picard start again? Uh, go onto the website, uh, dailystartreknews.com, scroll down a little bit, and you'll see um, the the logos for the different shows. If you click on that, you'll get that extra little bit of information. So um, we'll be keeping those up to date as best we can. So uh, I hope that ends up being a useful reference for you. And then finally, the last thing I wanted to point out just about current series is that um, Paramount Plus is actually put on a uh, month's free trial deal. And the reason I mention it is because, I mean, we all know they give a free trial. They used to do like a couple weeks, like when a new Star Trek show would come out, it would be like, oh, it's two weeks free trial or whatever. Uh, they haven't done that for a while. Uh, it has been a week's free trial for ages now. Uh, and I just got word this past week that they're doing a month's free trial. Uh, you may have seen the spot with Anthony Rapp singing a Christmas song. Um, it's for the same uh, promotion, but you can get a month's free trial now on Paramount+. Plus. And if you want to find out more information, um, I am an affiliate of Paramount Plus. So if you sign up through dailystartreknews.com, they give us a little bit of money. So um, if you if you do do that, just be aware of that. Uh, if you go to dailystartreknews.com forward slash Paramount Plus, it gives you more information and you can click through. But if you have been waiting, I've actually had emails from people asking me when they're going to do the month free trial. Um, now would probably be a good time to do it. You can catch up on Discovery and Pro 
Prodigy uh, ahead of January. I believe this deal is going, I think it's going through the end of December. I maybe even past New Year's. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, I want you to know that's out there and it's an option if you've been holding off and waiting. All right. So now that the, uh, the the serious stuff is out of the way, probably the the biggest and coolest story of the week um, is that William Shatner went to somebody's wedding. And, you know, I have a strange relationship with William Shatner. Um, he gets into trouble a lot. Um, but you, you can't fault the guy for being a performer. And this is a wonderful story. So... Uh, Jim Grant and Amy Wells are big Star Trek fans, and they first met William Shatner at uh, the Star Trek original series set tour in Ticonderoga, New York, a couple years ago. And uh, they so they met him there. Then they reconnected over one of the Zoom virtual meetings and kind of jokingly said, yeah, we'll get married when William Shatner comes to our wedding. And he was like, let's do it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they got married um, a week ago, very recently, in Ticonderoga. They had 150 of their uh, family and friends and William Shatner. Uh, he did not officiate, I don't believe, but he did do a little speech. And um, it, he actually did the speech uh, from the wedding scene in the TOS episode, Balance of Terror. Uh, it's the one that goes... Uh, since the days of the first wooden vessels, all shipmasters have had one happy privilege, and that is uniting two people in the bonds of matrimony, etc., etc. Um, incidentally, they also, because it's the original series set tour, they actually had the same altar from that episode. So it was all very um, nostalgic and wonderful for that couple. So uh, go and check out the original story. It's very sweet. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess Star Trek dreams do come true. Uh, it's also the, the, the source of the poll. So go and, uh, go and vote in today's poll, of course. Um, I purposely didn't put Captain Kirk as a guest, so you just have to deal with that. Anyway, congratulations to Amy and Jim. And, um, yeah, great story. All right. So uh, speaking of other happy couples, um, I was really pleased this week to see that um, Star Trek graphic designers Mike and Denise Okuda are going to be honored with the ADG Lifetime Achievement Award next spring. And they so the ADG is the Art, Art, Art Directors Guild. Um, they have several different um, sections of it. Uh, they specifically will be getting a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Scenic Title and Graphic Artists section. And they join uh, other Star Trek luminaries like John Eves and Sid Mead and many, many other people um, being recognized for their wonderful achievements in Star Trek and other things. Um, if you're not familiar with uh, the Akuda's work in Star Trek, uh, I guarantee that you are. <laughs> you just might not know their names. Uh, if the Akutagrams, all the wonderful graphics on the Elkar's displays, all of that is um, the Akuda's work. Uh, Mike Akuda has also designed uh, flight patches for NASA. Uh, just a, a wonderful, 
wonderful set of careers uh, for, for both of them. And they are the nicest people you will ever, ever meet. Um, I had the, the wonderful opportunity to interview Mike Okuda at STLV a couple of years ago, and he's just the kindest, most down-to-earth person ever. Um, phenomenally talented, extremely kind, and totally deserving of everything wonderful they get. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the uh, art di- art directors guild um, uh, has has honored them, of course, with that lifetime achievement award. And I cannot say enough congratulations to Mike and Denise Akuda uh, for that achievement. So, speaking of design type things uh, going on in the Star Trek universe. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are aware, but I do like a model starship. Uh, and uh, Eagle Moss Hero Collector, uh, they're pretty much the gold standard in um, that type of collectible figure. They have been going for years and years, and they just keep on innovating. Um, I know some people were disappointed when they announced the end of their original Star Trek uh, Starships collection, but that's way, way not the end. Uh, this week we had two stories, one's a little bit older and one that's brand new. Uh, the slightly older one is that they're actually adding some new Discovery ships to their official Discovery Starship collection. Um, and the, the three ships that they added were the uh, Discovery Refit, I'll come on to that in a second, um, the Demos class, which I cannot pronounce, it's the Section 31 ship, uh, and also Books ship. Um, it is not clear whether you can take it apart and transform it. Uh, but yeah, the Discovery A, <laughs> I remember specifically when we saw that, when we first saw the Discovery A um, on screen, I thought, boy, I feel sorry for Eagle Moss, because how are they going to deal with those? Like, the, the nacelles aren't attached. Um so what they've done is they actually have, um, I, I wish I could show you, I'm sorry, I don't have one, but um, they, they're attached with little clear clips. Um, I, I've seen various people complaining or thinking that's a good idea. I don't know. Um, you know, slightly disappointed that they don't actually hover in space, but, you know, I can't, can't, uh, can't fault them. Um, but yeah, these are, uh, these are all XL-sized uh, models, so they're the, the bigger ones, um, like this one, there's like 12, 12 inches in length. So they're the, the nice big ones. But uh, anyway, those are, um, they're available, they're, excuse me, they're available now um, for pre-order. I don't know when they're shipping, I'm sorry, uh, but you can check those out on the Eagle Moss website. If you go to herocollector.com slash Star Trek Universe, you can check out those new ships, plus all of the rest of the Star Trek Universe ships, which also includes stuff from um, uh, Picard and um, I want to say Lower Decks as well in there too. So go check that out. It's very cool. The other thing that I wanted to tell you about is that they're starting up a new new small collection. So like I said, they finished the old uh, original uh, collection that had uh, ships from all over uh, the classic Star Trek universe. Uh, now they have started up a new collection called the Star Trek Starfleet Starships Collection. And uh, as you might guess, it's just Starfleet Starships. Uh, it's starting off with uh, the Enterprise D, the Defiant, um, the Constitution class Enterprise, Nobody A, B, C, or D, um, the Voyager, and the NX01 Enterprise as well. So uh, 
there, uh, I, I did not write down, I apologize when, when they're going to be available, but again, they are also on the, uh, Eagle Moss and Hero Collector website. If you go to herocollector.com and search for Star Trek, you can find those there. Um, like I said, these are the smaller version ships, the, uh, how much are they? It's four to five inches. Um, they're the ones that are great because you can have bajillions of them. <laughs> <laughs> they come on a subscription basis, and um, if if you are a collector of ships uh, and you were saddened by the old one finishing, uh, you might want to uh, check these ones out. So once again, that's uh, Eagle Moss and Hero Collector, uh, HeroCollector.com, and uh, yeah, they're great. I really can't say enough about Eagle Moss, actually. Um, I've had the privilege of meeting Ben Robinson a couple of times. He's the one who's sort of in charge of the whole Star Trek. And uh, he's he's a really great lead for that company. Um, and they just make high quality stuff and books and things. And I'm going to shut up now. They're great. Right. So the last story that I want to tell you about, um, some of you might be interested. I don't know. Uh, but if you've ever wanted to like work for Star Trek, you actually can um, in a certain set of circumstances. So the Star Trek Command Training Program is put on by the, um, the, the Television Academy Foundation, part of the same people who do the Emmys and things like that, um, in conjunction with CBS. And it's, a, it's an internship for um, media students nationwide. And you can come and learn more about Star Trek and production and all sorts of things. And the uh, Command Training Program is actually specifically focused on inclusion and diversity. We've had a couple of uh, uh, of cohorts now. Uh, I want to say this is they've just finished the second or third one, uh, but it's still open. It's still going, and they're taking applications now. Uh, when is the ah, applications are being accepted through January nineteenth? So you have some time to gather all the materials. It's not straightforward. You got to put your work in, um, but it's a really great internship with a lot of opportunities here in Los Angeles working specifically with Star Trek folks. So if you are interested, you can find out more about that at emmys.com. You're looking for the Television Academy Foundation, and it's called the uh, Star Trek Command Training Program Internship. So um, honestly, if you apply for that, I would love to hear your experiences about that too. Um, it'd be pretty great. Right, so that's it for the news for this week. Uh, before I get into our show and tell results, I just want to remind you that everything we do here is uh, pretty much funded by uh, people like you through Patreon. Uh, you can join us for just a dollar a month or you can get a, a year, it, there's a discount on a year's membership so it works out to be just about $10. Um, so if you like the work that we're doing either on the live stream or the website or our daily newsletter, um, please check us out at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I would really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, now, uh, before I get into show and tell and a little surprise, uh, just want to remind you that there's a poll going on. So if you're here on the YouTube live stream in the chat, please vote in the poll. Uh, if you're if you're afterwards, you've got, you know, the, the overnight, you've got a chance to vote in the Twitter poll, which is happening at Daily Trek News on Twitter. Uh, and we're, we're talking about which Star Trek character... <laughs> <laughs> from a very select list of characters uh, would you most like to have at your wedding, theoretically. Okay, so I actually have uh, two 
trying to decide how I'm going to do show and tell today. I actually have two show and tell. I'll do the first one first. Um, so just a little introduction. Uh, you know, I've been doing Star Trek stuff for a long time, but where I got into Star Trek stuff and just, just podcasting, etc., cetera, uh, was uh, on my previous show called Priority One Podcast, which is still going. So you should go and look at it, priorityonepodcast.com and all of your uh podcast catchers of choice. It's also on the Roddenberry Podcast Network, so it's a great show. Go check it out. Um, we did a lot of uh, gaming news, and I was really fortunate to kind of meet up and become friends with some of the people from the, who produced the Star Trek Online, the uh, MMORPG that is, um, is a wonderful place. Um, and just, you know, over the years, I've gotten to know them really, really well. And this year, they just, they sent me <laughs> the perfect world, guys, sent me the most amazing gift, which is this water bottle. Um, so look, it's a water bottle. Um, it's uh, very fancy, and it, it plugs in. <laughs> So I had to learn about that. Um, but it's wonderful. You know, I really consider the relationships that I've made kind of, um, you know, they're, they're a bonus to me. And for them to send that to me was just really, really wonderful. So um, thank you, Perfect World. And um, yeah, if you don't already play Star Trek Online, go and download it. It's free. <laughs> There's my little plug. Um, right, but that was not the really super exciting thing that I wanted to show you. It is this. Um, so, a uh, little story time. I'm going to try and see if I can let it be. Can you see that? Yay. So this is a uh, fan set's officially licensed um, uh, number one wearing a Santa hat from Star Trek Picard. He didn't wear a Santa hat in Star Trek Picard, but is number one from Star Trek Picard. Uh, of course, uh, Picard's dog that he has walking around with him on the winery, the pit bull. Um, and this was a limited edition, 2019. Um, this is, so this is before the series came out. Um, little uh, enamel pen. And if, you, if you're aware of Fansets pens, they're really good quality. So um, if that's that kind of speaks to you, you can be assured that it's good quality. <laughs> Excuse me. I picked a couple of these up um, at the time in 2019, um, in the before times, and I have two. And I would like to give them away because they, um, we are coming up uh, on a new season of Star Trek Picard. There's two pins for season two. <laughs> um, but I wanted to do a giveaway, uh, especially for people that were uh, watching on the YouTube live stream today. I kind of like to encourage you guys to come in and, and hang out. So if you are interested in picking up one of these, uh, please just email me. Do it right now. Uh, info at dailystartreknews.com. Put the subject line Santa. Let me know that you want one of the pins. And uh, I'll leave it open through midnight tonight um, here on the on, on the West Coast. And then uh, if there are lots of people, I'll, I'll pick somebody uh, out of a hat and, uh, and I'll send you your pins. Um, well, one per person. So two people will win. Um, 
obviously no purchase necessary. I don't know if there's like a like a legal disclaimer that I'm supposed to say, but just if you just email me and tell me you'd like a pin, I'll I'll draw someone this evening and and uh, hopefully we'll get some of those. Now, um, don't just say oh I'd like that and don't do it. You have to actually email me because the last time I gave something away on the stream, only one person actually emailed me, and that person was very wonderful. So. Um, yeah, so do that. Um, let me show it to you again so you can see it. Ooh, there we go. Yay. So yeah, uh, info at dailystartreknews.com. Right. Uh, okay. I'm going to look at the poll. As per usual, we're going to look at Twitter first. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to do that yet. I'm going to say hi to some people because I haven't actually said hello to anybody today. <laughs> Sorry about that. <sighs> Christoph, I am particularly curious about your experience with Discovery, whether you're able to get it and watch it. Um, uh, big thank you to Mohammed. Ah! Dr. Mohammed Noor has got a new series coming out. It's, correct me if I'm wrong, please, in the chat. I believe it's the second series of Biotrekkie with the Admiral with Jane, um, Jane Brooke, and it's coming in the spring. I forgot to tell you about it last time, and I also nearly forgot to tell you about it today. I'm gonna write it up so we have it on the web so you can see it, uh, but uh, it's very exciting. Um, so for those of you who don't know Dr. Mohammed Noor, he is a, um, uh, he's a, <laughs> Something biologist that's much fancier sounding than it than I'm doing it right now. But he's got a whole lab named after him, and uh, he's also a Star Trek science advisor, so he knows his stuff. Uh, he has a YouTube channel called Biotrekkie Explains, uh, talking about Star Trek and uh, biology stuff. He's also done a series uh, previously with Jane Brooke, who of course played uh, Admiral Cordwell on Discovery, and they did Biotrekkie with the Admiral, uh, talking about biology and Star Trek. Uh, you should go and check that whole thing out, go and binge it, because there's going to be a new series and it's going to be great. Um, Yes. So, uh, yes, he said in the chat that Biotrekkie with the Admiral starts up again once uh, Discovery Season 4 finishes. So um, go and subscribe to the channel right now, Biotrekkie Explains, here on YouTube, uh, and then you'll be ready for it when it comes out. Um, right. I see some uh, familiar faces. Sergio, thank you so much for turning in. Uh, Sergio's far away, so I don't see his face very often. Uh, Christoph, Mohammed. Um, everyone say hi to David in the chat, please. David's one of our writers here on Daily Star Trek News. Ah, and I see Anna's in the chat as well. So hopefully if you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel, there's a button down below, it's really easy. Um, you will have seen my interview that I did with Anne. So if you recall back a few, uh, several weeks ago, Anne and I were sort of chatting here on the live stream about um, uh, blind people playing games, I believe. Um, anyway, it kicked off a series of discussions and I had her on the show. Uh, we talk specifically about blindness in Star Trek and uh, her views on on things and it was a really fascinating discussion. So that's uh, that's up here on the YouTube channel. It's also up on, uh, you can listen to it as well on, on the podcast feed too. So please go in and watch that. Right, okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna end the poll here. 
there's a very Star Trek number happening. Right, I'm ending the poll here, but we're gonna go check out what's going on on Twitter um, first. Alrighty. So, this week's poll is, <laughs> which of these Star Trek characters would you most like to have at your wedding? And uh, there's no write-ins available. You have to choose. Uh, one of them has to come and you have to choose. So currently in the lead with 50% of the vote is Loxana Troy, which by the way, would be my choice. Um, one of those votes actually is me from my other Twitter account, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I would love to have Loxana Troy at my wedding. She would just be, it, it would be insane, but I'd love it. Um, Right, uh, second place uh, with 25% of the vote is Sarek, which I don't understand, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Uh, third place currently with 14.3% of the vote is the Borg Queen. Uh, and, and sadly in last place with 10% of the vote is Grand Nagazek. It was not, it would not be my choice. Um, yeah, I threw Sarek in there cause like, Depending on who you talk to, Sarek is either a great dad or like the worst dad. Could be interesting. But let's have a look at uh, the live stream poll and what you guys said while you were watching. So, ah, very interesting, quite different. So, in the lead with 47%, 47 is actually Sarek. Um, if you voted for Sarek, tell me why. Um, and then uh, Luxana Troy came in at 26%, the Borg Queen at 15%, and the Grand Nagus Zek at 10%. So nobody wants the Grand Nagus, that's fine. I'm curious about the people that voted for the Borg Queen though. I, 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 I stuck her in there sort of as a, like a wild card. Do you think she would, do you think she would just try to assimilate everybody? <laughs> is my only concern. So, uh, let's see. BC in the chat says the Borg Queen would just sit at the bar assimilating the guests. Um, BC also points out that Sarek is the least likely to make a scene. See, I was actually talking about this in the house uh, before I did the live stream today. Like, I don't have that high of an opinion <laughs> as Sarek as a father um, and I do think you're right he would be quiet uh, but I do think he would probably offend somebody but nobody else would know just the person who was being offended that's what I think um, Loxana I think would give great gifts though they'd be ostentatious but it'd be wonderful um, Mohammed says that he would like the Grand Nagus to be a guest at someone else's wedding that he was also going to, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, Captain Ho says, uh, Sarek is obviously the second worst dad after Worf. I don't think that's fair. I don't, I don't actually think Worf's that bad. I think he's misguided, but I don't think he, he could, he could, he could be worse. He could be Sarek. Um, anyway, um, oh, okay. So Anne in the chat raises a very good point. She says, uh, I'm gonna have to email you or something and have you explain the 47 thing. Uh, so the 47 thing is just that the number 47 just turns up all over Star Trek. Like if you have to have something numbered, 
<laughs> the chances are it's going to be 47. It's sort of like room A113 in Pixar movies, right? Um, I actually don't think I know the origins of the 47. I'm probably showing my Trek ignorance here. All I know is it turns up everywhere. Like if uh, it's like, oh, deck 47 or, uh, I don't know, shuttle 47 or 47 miners died or something. It just, it turns up. It's the, it's the, it's the Star Trek number. Um, so whenever it turns up in a poll like this, uh, you can be sure that somebody somewhere will go 47. <laughs> That's what it is. So, right. Okay, guys, that's, that's all I got today. You've got about 30 seconds to get any other burning questions in, um, while I'm, uh, talking about the outro. Uh, yeah. So things to do, things to take away, go sign up for Paramount Plus. You can do that at dailystartreknews.com forward slash Paramount Plus. And while you're on the website, uh, check out the rest of this week's stories with photos, videos. We're going to have Tease Trek Trivia Tuesday is coming back this week. We've got events coming up, even though events are a little slim at the moment. Uh, you can also check out those um, uh, the series pages with all the information you need to know about when series are on, when they're coming up, where you can watch them, etc. Uh, DailyStarTrekNews.com is a is a pretty great place. <laughs> I, I say that as the person who puts it together. Um, also, if you can't be bothered or you just don't want to and you want the news to come to you instead, you can sign up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter. Um, okay, unfortunately, you do have to go to dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact to sign up. Uh, but yeah, then thereafter, uh, we will deliver the headlines to you. Uh, headlines and full stories, actually. So um, you never have to go on the web if you don't want to. Uh, when you do that. Yeah. So that's dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Um, just a little reminder, if you are listening to this show on the podcast, congratulations for making it this far, but also uh, you're welcome to join us over on our YouTube live stream. This happens every Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, and that's at youtube.com forward slash News. All of what we've done today and all of the stuff that happens during the week uh, as well is supported by people like you through Patreon. Uh, you can support us from just a dollar a month or about $10 for the full year. And you can find out more about that at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Uh, I'm just checking really quick. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, just once again, thank you very much for listening. Um, the show is produced by moi, uh, but all of the articles that happen on the website, all of that information is written by our wonderful team, including Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. Um, once again, it was uh, today's show is supported by folks like you through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Uh, I will be back next week with more of the Star Trek news you need to know Saturday 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on YouTube. Uh, have a great rest of your weekend and a great rest of your week. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.